Hey guys, it's Troy. Hello everyone, it is Jiggy. And welcome back to the 13th episode of the Pipe Bombshell Podcast, which, oh my god, lucky, lucky 13! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> that wasn't scripted, guys, I swear. Oh it wasn't god. true. And Wait. the reason why it's lucky 13 is because, girl, we have migrated. <laughs> migrated yes. from... Literally. <laughs> girl, we've migrated from our old recording app, Skype. <laughs> and now we're on Discord. And I'm still trying to get I'm with like typing and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just but, hoping this yeah. from what I know it does sound better on Discord, but I don't know. You guys be the judge. True. And yeah, just give us feedback on how our voice sounds now. Like if you guys mm-hmm. think the voice is clearer, I'm so sorry because I do not have the best voice. <laughs> if it's clearer, please inform us and we'll also, know whether to use this. Also just for the record, I'll just put it out there now. We are um I feel like if this does um, have, this does go well. Um, Troy and I will continue to record our weekly reviews on Discord. But when we have guests, we're still going to use Skype as you don't need an account at Skype. And as much as possible, we want it to be easy for all of our guests to... We want it to be as easy as possible for the guests to join our call. So we might still use... We're, prob- we're probably still going to use Skype with our when we have guests over. So yes, just Definitely. wanted to put it out there. Definitely. And we will be having guests over, but... Period. See, you'll just find, you'll just have to find out soon. But yeah, we we have a week to talk about, and a very interesting week, especially for Monday Night Raw. So, shall we just begin this week? Yes, let's go right ahead. All right. So let's start with Monday Night Raw. All right, so for this week's Monday Night Raw, we started things off with an explosive opening to the show where we saw Alexa Bliss challenge Randy Orton. No, I'm kidding. She didn't Exactly, girl. Like, <laughs> I was, mm, girl. I was I like, was, Kelly Kelly tease. I was like, wait. Because, like, you know how it's like the opening of the show and, and like the world champions out there. And I'm like, all right, I don't care about this much. And then Alexa comes out. I was like, oh, I know, right? And like, Tell not me. to mention, Girl, not to mention, Randy Orton was like, I don't care who comes out. I, I don't care if it's The Miz, The Fiend, whatever, exactly. whatever. I, go challenge me for the championship. Then it was Alexa Bliss. I'm like, yeah! I was, I was like, like, it was no a long, way. It was a long shot that we were going to get uh, an Alexa versus Randy. But I was just gagged. <laughs> not, True. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, um, she didn't really say much. All I remember was her gloves that said pain and play. And that was really cool when she put down the hand that said play. And then pain came out. And then, you know, all of the dudes came out. Yes, dudes. I don't remember who was in it. I only remember <laughs> Alexa. And I'm honestly, this is what I said in the past. I'm really glad that she's, uh, you know, part of the world title storyline because she's just that bitch. You know, she's that bitch. Exactly, honey. What about you? Yeah, honestly, more of the same. I'm just super happy Alexa Bliss is doing something else. Besides, um, she's she has a way of, like, WWE is making her relevant despite not being in the main women's storyline. She's not even involved anything with Asuka, which I'm gonna get later to Asuka later on. And she has she's not involved with the tag division or the Survivor Series team. And yeah, she basically ha- she hasn't even had like a match in Raw yet. Yet she still has a way. Um, WWE is still m- making ways for her to be relevant, and I think this is the best thing that's happening to Alexa right now. Not to mention, um, I believe I honestly think that this is the best part. This is the best 
duo and raw right now. I genuinely believe that male or female, they're the best duo and male and raw right now. I genuinely believe that. Fair point. Fair point. And like they're they're like Firefly Funhouse segments, which we will be getting to later, are like super interesting because like me i haven't been really watching the fiend stuff before alexa actually came into the storyline like no offense i know it's a really interesting character but now seeing alexa in the storyline knowing what she can bring to the table because because you know she's a great actress it got me really invested into what she's gonna do you know from here on out and i'm excited for her future i definitely see her and the fiend winning titles consecutively which i'm not mad about you know but I guess we'll just see that in the future. So do you have anything else to add for this quick segment? I love Alexa Bliss. That's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Same here. All right. So moving on to the next. Ooh, it, we got a Divas Tag Team match next. And Another girl, Divas was, Tag Team match. Mm-hmm, and it was for the Women's Tag Team Championship. So we got to see the Women's Tag Champs, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, going up against the Cock Destroyers. Yes, that's their, <laughs> that's their team name now because I said so. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. So Jiggy, what did you think of the match? I swear to God, like despite... All of my complaints about um, the tag division, the women's tag division in WWE, it never fails to put up great matches as of late, at least. I would say, um, I would say ever since, I would argue that ever since the Kabuki Warriors won the championship, there was something about it that just elevated it furthermore. Like it even got the main event TLC 2019 last year, and it was the opening to WrestleMania with kabuki warriors and bliss and cross and so on and so forth and not to mention that you know um we all know the golden role models and then now with shania and this match is no different this match is a freaking serve and mandy and dana brooke is honestly such it's just such a great team dynamic like i don't even know how to explain it like they're okay granted that they weren't they weren't given like a proper storyline of why they paired up in the first place. Yeah. But them as a team actually really makes so much sense with their bodybuilding, bodybuilding backgrounds. And they're not to mention their moves that's really complement with each other as uh-huh. Mandy Rose has more of an athletic style. While Dana Brooke, um, she's also an, has a similar athletic style, but she leans towards more on her power and she shows more of that. And I, I would, I would just say, um, um, of course, Lana was in the Lana was there. Oh my god, I can't believe I haven't brought that up. She was, <laughs> there. She was there. She was there. And I just wanna I just wanna say that um highlights of the match was definitely Mandy Rose's octopus stretch. I was not ready for that. Girl, like, I was so gagged. Like, like AJ Lee. Like Girl. I've seen her done octopus stretches in the past, but she did it in like in the standing way and like yeah, a Russian she, know, she never thing. turned around like mm-hmm. the... she ever did like something like that for sure and then like another highlight for me personally was the ending where lana was getting involved and can i just say um that transition of dana brooke um doing her handspring elbow thing and then shayna oh just like blocking God. her up i was like ah, please i was a bit disappointed that that wasn't how it ended but either way um it was a great match um, Lana getting involved, which is um, a, a little hint to what was to come that night. And it was just, it was a great match. And I have no doubt that, and it's going to be interesting what they do with these five women in the next weeks to come. And oh wait, final word. Lana, Dana Brooke really used the cartwheel splash and not on Lana. Why is well, she doing this? 
<laughs> and that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's going to be the reason why they fight at Survivor Series. I mean, <laughs> I hope not. And when they have a double <laughs> yeah. cartwheel splash. I think period, but at the same time, not period. <laughs> I don't know. It would be, well, you know, because of the history of like Lana yeah. crying over Natty. You know, on Natty, on with Natty, Natty not, not over Natty. Natty. Crying over Dana, rather. But you know, yeah. it, it would be cool to see. It would be cool to see. That's and, all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, and more of the same. Personally, I feel like whenever we complain about the tag titles being irrelevant or something similar like that, it's because we lack storyline. And this tag title match was pretty much out of nowhere, if you remember. Because like I this was announced like when was this announced was it this was not before? announced i don't even think it was announced i think it was maybe best guess was the night before or the day itself and honestly i mean it would make sense for them to go up against each other because you know they're both undefeated as a tag team so yeah sure i love mandy and dana their tag moves are amazing um and yeah i have to agree that finish was really clean where dana brooke did her handspring elbow <clears throat> kelly kelly did it first but <laughs> you know, you got um, credit. China did it as well. I know, but oh my god, we have to give the blonde the um same <laughs> recognition. You know, but, yes, yeah, you know, a very iconic diva move. And yeah, the way that Shayna just you know choked the hell out of her and she tapped out. The cock destroyers are no longer cock destroyer girl. They cannot destroy. Shayna well, you, you get what I mean. <laughs> they could not destroy Shayna Naya. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm really happy that even though we complain about them not giving the tag titles any storylines, they're still giving us like really good matches. So like all of my complaints aren't super like, what do you call this? Like they're able to make up for it in some way because I really enjoy these tag matches. I've always loved Divas tag team matches. And this was just another one to the list. Okay. So yeah, I just hope that sooner or later, either the Riot Squad or Mandy and Dana do win the tag titles because they're some of my favorite. And when I say some of my favorite, they're, they're the only tag teams right now. So we don't really have <laughs> any other option. Maybe an so, NXT one. I don't know. Or NXT, but they haven't really gone there recently. So hopefully in the future. But with that said, do you have anything else to add for the Women's Tag Championships? No, nothing much. Yeah, same here. Well, after that match, we did get a quick segment with Nia Jax. And I'm going to be honest, whatever's, whatever's written in my notes says, let Jiggy do it. Because I was not able to watch <laughs> this. So. Well, Jesus took the wheel. Okay, so more or less, Nia Jax basically said, she would, no, girl, she was literally like, do not name her in my presence. Referring to Lana, of course, yeah. and because I forgot, I forgot the interviewer. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know why. I just don't know these interviewers. Was she blonde? They're like, yeah, she was blonde. Was it Sarah Schreiber or is she gone? I think it's Sarah Schreiber. Okay, Sarah right. Schreiber. So Sarah Schreiber was like, what? What can you say about Lana interfering in the match? She was like, do not even say her name in my presence. And Nia Jax basically threatened Lana of like, okay, it's either. I'm going to break it to pieces tonight or you quit the team. But guess what? Lana did not quit the team. And yeah, that's pretty much all to it. But I'm just going to, here's my one comment. I'm disappointed that I didn't say Lana almost cost me my title. Yeah. But honestly, I love, I miss, I miss seeing her scream. Naya screams are the best. It's amazing. Like, it's the best screams in wrestling since Paige. Oh, I I thought you were going to say since Kelly Kelly. 
on, what? you know? Come on. <laughs> or how about how about Breeze? Nikki! Girl, not that. Every but match. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing the diva scream. So, yeah, I hope <laughs> or Melina. Forget or Melina. Melina. You know? But Shanti Blackheart does scream too a lot. Oh, maybe it's still around. What are we um, talking about? She, she had a breakdown this week, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> literally. <laughs> she literally did. But, well, I haven't, I didn't see the segment, but all I will say is Nia Jax is probably like. Uh, you know she's not the, she's not a heel hundred percent, but she's not a face either. And you know I'm glad that she's sticking with that character because honestly, I don't see her being a monster heel. So I'm I'm kind of glad that she's sort of on the chiller side of things. And yeah, that's all I have to say about Nia Jax. I'll talk more about her in the match later on. But yeah, shall we just move on? Yeah, let's just move on. That's kind of like all we have to say about this little segment that we got. All right, so next up, we got the Firefly Funhouse featuring Miss Alexa Bliss once again. Not featuring, girl. She's permanent part of it. Well, I put featuring just so that I know that there's a woman involved. Because <laughs> whenever I put Firefly, I was like, isn't this the fiend? Why are we talking about this? And then I remember, <laughs> oh, yeah, Alexa's here. So what do you have to say, as usual, as a creepiness of Miss Bliss? I really like what's happening with um, the Firefly Funhouse as of late. They really know how to bring the entertainment side of wrestling. Like even like even like earlier, even in earlier, even with this particular um, Firefly Funhouse, I love the swear jar was being used. And whatever, whenever they say a cuss or say <laughs> whenever they say a cuss, they would censor it. I'm like, that's so WWE. I love it. And I don't know. Um, this didn't do as much as it could i would say like compared to the one that we got last week but of course definitely highlight of the day was when alexa bliss was showing her jelly tongue or whatever and that was just funny to me i don't know why (laughs) yes well yeah it was nice it was nice for sure any women's content is nice as long as it doesn't drag the women down but this definitely all of this character development is just helping alexa agreed and yeah more of the same um, I honestly enjoyed Alexa Bliss more on her segment with Nikki Cross later on, but I'll yes. talk about that later. So shall we just move on to the final match of the night? Okay, sure. All right. But actually, before we got, well, it wasn't really before, but during the entrance, the entrance we, got, we got a really quick, you know, those type of interviews where the, the screen splits for some reason uh, NXT tease <laughs> like, yeah the, the screen split and we got to see a promo from the Iconics I mean Miss um. Lacey Evans so what do we think of this dynamic between Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans you go right ahead I've been, I feel like I've been saying a lot I've been going first a lot now so you go ahead <laughs> Um, this was interesting because <laughs> they, <laughs> they thought this was a one-time thing from last week. Was it last? Yeah, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. But I thought that the Peyton and Lacey tag team was just a quick filler for the Fatal 4-Way. But seeing as how like this looks like it might be dragged for maybe a few more weeks, I'm not sure about how to feel, especially since Billy Cruz doing a fan. Well, I don't want to say fantastic, but she's doing a great job over on SmackDown so far. You know, with her triple threat last week, it was great. Um, she didn't win that match, but you know, at least she had some sort of showing. But here, Peyton Royce is cutting a promo with 
Lacey Evans, which feels kind of random. And I mean, it was cute. It was cute. But I just don't see the reason as to why they broke up the iconic if they were just going to put Peyton in another tag team who she hasn't really worked with a lot. You know what I mean? And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hope this goes somewhere at least because they told us they, she was going to get a solo run, but she's in a tag team. So what's the tea? You know, what do you think? I'm just waiting for my Peyton Roy solo push at this point. Mind you, her last outing against Asuka, neither of them won. It was a draw. Well, disqualification, but basically she didn't tap out or she didn't stay until three. And I don't know, maybe for this one, it's just like a little mean girls kind of thing where they're also bullying Lana and maybe they'll be somewhat involved. Maybe, oh my God, can you imagine the serve that would be Lana in a handicap match against the two of them and to determine like some Survivor Series spot or something. I'm just thinking about that. But this is all I'm going to say. No shade to both of these women, but, 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 but. Mandy and Dana w- doesn't have a tag team anymore to make them look better. And I feel like that role is being given to them. I'm sorry. I feel like that's what's happening right now, to be honest. Like, you know what? If they have a purpose, it's always, I always like, just like I said, any women's content for me, I'm 100% here with it. And if this is going to give them more screen time and more, and possibly even weekly spots in television, I'm here for it. But why did you break up the Iconics? But I can see where they're going with this. I hope. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. We can hope. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's kind of all I have to say. <laughs> all right. So for the match itself, we got Nia Jax taking on Lana in a one-on-one match, which I already knew where this was going, girl. When I tell you that I expect, well, it wasn't really super squash match, but, you know, Lana did some kicks here and there, and yeah, she, she got hit with a no one drop twice. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much the entire match. I think it's some sort of like way to prove that Nia Jax deserves to be the captain of Team Raw, which I think she could honestly pull off. But after the match, she puts Lana through the table. So, just a quick thought. I tweeted about this already when this happened on Raw. Where is this going? Why is this exactly. happening for six times? Seven, seven, girl, seven. Can you believe? Seven times. Listen, girl, I'm going to need this to have some sort of change. You know, like if you want to put Lana through a table, maybe next week you could put her through, I don't know, girl, kendo stick. It happened at Hell in a Cell. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, instead of like something that we're predicting happens every week or something to make things more interesting because definitely uh it definitely proves lana to be a great wrestler who's willing to take bumps and all of that but it's happened seven times okay the first three four times it was cute the fifth and sixth times i was really confused and now i'm starting to get lost so if this does eventually lead to something after survivor series where lana wins the tag titles with someone I hope it's possibly Charlotte Flair. I don't know. But I hope it ends up in a tag team tables match where Lana puts Naya through a table. Oh my god, bitch. When she like puts just Naya or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that would be amazing to see. It's like full circle, but yeah, that's all I have to say. What I hope what if we have what if we have like I don't know if you'll get this because it's a men's reference, but 
<laughs> you know how in TLC 2011, 2012, I think it was 2012. It was a tables match. Okay. So it was a tables match, Cody Rhodes and the Big Show. And Cody actually just pushed Big Show off the apron. And, and Big Show stepped on the table and it broke. I'm imagining. Classic, what right? if that happens to Naya? Oh my God, Miss <laughs> Lana. You, you better do your research, girl. You better challenge her. Exactly. <laughs> she'll, she'll step on some tables. But honestly, that's all I'm hoping as to where this storyline goes, because I don't and, know. I don't know. Um, props to WWE though. I've been get we've been hearing a lot of Naomi's gonna get a singles push. Peyton Royce is gonna get a singles push. Well, obviously Naomi's not around, but yeah. yeah um, Peyton Royce is gonna have a singles push, and they actually said the same about Lana, and they're kind of going with it. Like to be fair, yeah. like they're putting time and effort to build her up. So let's see what happens. Well, let, let's see. Let's see what happens with that. Agreed. So with that said, do you have anything else more to add for the Queen of Extreme, Lana? <laughs> um, what, this match particularly, it was just showing the dominance of Nia Jax. It was, yeah, it was. pretty much a Nia Jax showcase and yeah, where is this going? <laughs> where is this going? I just hope that it all pays off and Lana gets at least a tag title win. I don't know. We can only dream, but I wouldn't be mad about it. She deserves it after all of her hard work. You know exactly, and yeah, that's pretty much it for this match. So, shall we move on to the final few segments of this week? Sure, all right. So, uh, next up, we got a quick and by quick, I mean quick but very interesting segment between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. And girl, I feel like WWE was listening to our podcast last week. <laughs> I remember you said last week that Nikki Cross was pretty much like. Oh my god, Alexa's on Raw. Let me look to this side. You know, like, <laughs> she was pretty much ignoring the fact that her best friend was on Raw. And suddenly, Literally. Her, she's she was suddenly, like, I have like, you. <laughs> okay, go on. Like, she, suddenly, she's like acknowledging the fact that Alexa's here. You know, it's been like, I don't know. How long has it been since the draft? Three weeks? Two weeks? I know it. Nikki like, Cross was literally weird. like, Nikki Cross was literally like, new music, new me. <laughs> Oh, oh, girl, bye. <laughs> but um, yeah, finally Nikki acknowledges. Uh, I was gonna say Oscar, but we'll get to her later. Um, she finally acknowledged Alexa Bliss, and that was pretty finally cool because it's been a while. And yeah, I actually don't remember much from what Nikki Cross said, but I think she was like, "What's gone into you? Is it the fiend? Is it the fiend?" And girl, come on, the fiend. Why would, why the would fiend? you say the fiend in front of Alexa Bliss? <laughs> And you know what? When she turned around, I think Nikki Cross deserved it. <laughs> she oh, she, she said it like five times. So Alexa Alexa Bliss, came, Alexa Bliss turned around and gave her like Medusa level art level eyes or something. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, Queen of Contacts. <laughs> yeah. So what, what can you say? I'm honestly super intrigued as to where Alexa Bliss's character is going. If she does eventually get involved in the men's storyline and later mm-hmm. on. Involved with the Raw Women's Championship storyline, I feel like this is how they're gonna make the Raw Women's title relevant again, which I will be talking yeah. about in the final segment mm-hmm. of tonight. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Those are mine. So yeah, just really more of the same. A lot of people had issues with Nikki Cross being drafted on the same um, the same brand as Alexa Bliss, but people have to understand number one. Girl, if I saw Blaley versus Nikki Cross one more time for the SmackDown Women's Championship, I'm going to lose it. So that was like one of the things. I'm like, okay, we're not going to see that again. And number two, she never got proper payoff with Alexa Bliss. Like, they had... There was closure. 
there were like things here and there that happened on SmackDown, but their inevitable one-on-one match, yes, it's inevitable at this point, has yet to Absolutely. take place. And I genuinely believe this could be a money-making feud and could solidify Alexa's new character. Fair point. And honestly, ima- like I can see them pulling off a great match, like especially with their like, characters. I feel like, being like you know. Mm-hmm. I generally feel like that could be Nikki, Cross- Nikki Cross's best match in the main roster. Actually, because I feel like best one in one match because her tag team match in Mania was good. Yeah, that was good, definitely. But like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen her sign shine solo since her NXT days. Like, I don't remember. That's true. Her, you know, which is really sad because she's pretty talented. So I hope we get to see her and Alexa like. You know, well, considering they're like best friends, maybe they're not the closest in real life, but they probably have worked a lot together. Obviously, so they over know the past year they have to. So they better show us some good ass chemistry, cause you know they're both talented. So I'd love to see it. Anything else? Yeah, I'm just again, once again, if this is going to be a way to make Nikki Cross relevant. Because she's not on the Survivor Series team, nor is she part of that Lana storyline, that big Lana storyline with six other women. And she's not Asuka, but yeah. <laughs> so okay. um, this, is an- this is another way to keep Nikki Cross relevant. And I can't wait for the Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross match whenever it's going to happen. Maybe on Raw, but I feel like this is good enough to make it to a pay-per-view match, not going to lie. Like, if not, in the main card, I would not be mad if this was on the kickoff. Considering that it's not a championship match. True. I would not be True. mad. True. And I mean, like, either way, it's probably gonna serve. And I say probably because we haven't seen it yet. But I know they got it. They got it. Mm-hmm, I sure. trust So, with that said, shall we move on to our final? Well, it wasn't really on the show. But shall we move on? Go ahead. Alright, so... We got, for the final promo this week, we got a quick, short segment from Reckoning. Yes, I remember to say Reckoning, um, period. And all she said was, <laughs> she's coming for Asuka. So what do we think? Why wasn't this on the main show? Like, literally. You did not mention your main, your world champion for the women. Yes, I'm going to emphasize on world champion, not women's champion, because basically they're in the same level, girl. Like, literally. You did not mention one bit your women's champion, world champion in the freaking show. And you had to set that aside for a network. She wasn't even on the show. It was shitty. Girl, it's Survivor Series season. Like, the champions have to do shit. You know, they have to, to, They have to have, like... They have to have, like... Because, like, you know, as much as people were annoyed last year, we got, like, so much segments of Shayna sh- talking shit about Bailey and... um <laughs> Oh, wait. Talking shit about Bailey and... Wait, who's the Raw champion? Oh, my God. Um, um, wait. It's not like she main evented Mania or something. How could you not forget? Oh, Becky Lynch. Oh, my God. I'm Girl, so sorry. Was she oh that forgettable God. for you? No, no, <laughs> I no. Like- I genuinely <laughs> forgot. No, I genuinely forgot because I know... Because, like, I heard... I, Shayna Baszler shit talk, talking shit about Bailey was just like super memorable to me, okay? So I kind of remember like, who's the other woman in the match. Like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, um, and there were a lot of those, and it served as much as people, as much as there was a lot of it, it kept relevant without having them to have physical contact with each other. And for this one, girl, um, I told this to try off. 
I legit was just talking about this with Joy before we were recording. And I was like, I know, oh, you know, this could have happened. And I was like, oh my God, bitch, that's a podcast worthy. I'm going to say it here. So, mm-hmm. um, so I actually said to Troy, this could have been the perfect opportunity for Asuka to mock Sasha Banks for not defending a title before her big match with Bailey, which has exactly. yet to take which has yet to take the play to take place. Yet to take place as, as we're recording. Because it's gonna be tomorrow morning for us. And oh we're just You're it, right. it was just such a missed opportunity. And you know what? As much as I'm here for reckoning, as much as I'm here for reckoning being involved with the women's division, what is she gonna do now with as the as retribution is also feeding with the heart business? Like, is Asa gonna be with the heart business for a while or something? I just want to know how that's gonna intertwine. Yes, that's all I have to say. Honestly, I don't know how this is gonna work out right now because you know Survivor Series season, like. Is she gonna beat Asuka before Survivor Series? Are we gonna get Sasha versus Mia Yim? I don't know. Reckoning. Oh, Reckoning. <laughs> I paused for a moment. Like, girl, are we gonna get Sasha versus Reckoning? Yes, Sasha, because I have faith in my girl. <laughs> um, Bailey versus Reckoning is no, looking fancy. No, 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 <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of poss- there's a lot of possibilities. Um, I don't want to see her beat Asuka before Survivor Series because that wouldn't make sense. But if she does eventually um, have a one-on-one match with her after Survivor Series, I'd be down for it. But Loki wants at least her oh. using her, you know. Loki, I'm thinking about of how Reckoning could potentially ruin the match for Oscar against Sasha. Actually, just want to think about it because, um, I don't know. Oscar hasn't been looking the strongest, and that's really weird because I don't even remember the last time she lost. To be frank. Exactly. But she's been looking weak as of late just because she hasn't been around. And I feel like if they still want to keep her strong, um, maybe a distraction by reckoning to with her match against Sasha. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm saying Sasha. Um, maybe her, maybe the distraction in the match in Survivor Series could potentially build up with her feud. But at the same time, that's also going to lose the essence of Survivor Series, in my opinion. And Sasha hasn't beaten Asuka clean. So yes, actually, you're <laughs> so right. But you know what? I hope that it does lead to a match between Reckoning and Oscar because I just know how talented they both are and how we good haven't they seen are Reckoning too. wrestle. What are you talking about, girl? Let's just say that he has a very similar move set to someone named Mia Yim. <laughs> so, yeah, where hasn't she been in NXT? Right. Like, is she injured? I feel like she got called up or something, but I mean, I'm glad that. Oh, her. maybe she's the one behind the mask with Candice LeRae. Okay, I'll shut up, girl. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly just super glad that out of all of the members of Retribution, they gave Reckoning the time know, to speak. Who got the time to speak? And everyone was just there, like looking, you know, aside from Ollie and Reckoning. So. I mean, I have hope that they're going to bring this somewhere. And no doubt, when it does happen, it's going to be a fantastic match. Do you have anything else to add? Nothing much to add. Um, and I guess I'm just excited for bigger match to come. Same here. So that's pretty much it for Raw. And I hope we, in the coming weeks, we get some sort of direction. Because right now, we're pretty lost. Raw is such a clusterfuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like the only like, thing that's sort of consistent is Alexa Bliss. As I look like at I, 
everything. Like honestly, if you look, if you look in the Raw has been super consistent with their storylines up to right now. Like at the, up to the last two weeks, everything was so consistent. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah, they have a fantastic women's division. I mean, we've seen that with Mandy and Dana versus Nia and Shayna this week. So I just hope that things get better because I know they have like the potential to deliver every single week. It just depends on how they're, uh, you know, given the time to do so. So, yeah, if there's nothing else, let's... Nah, nothing. ...to NXT. So up next, we got the best women's division show. We love the best women's division show. I don't want to say bias, but like kind of bias, but I kind of didn't lie. (laughs) So... We got NXT, what probably the most consistent show out of the four shows that, well, technically five, but the four things that we review here on this channel, this yeah. channel, this podcast, yeah. not the YouTube these. But so as we were going to it, we got a lot of, there's actually pretty few compared to what we usually get. But either way, um, we have to understand that they just came off a big pay-per-view sort of thing, Halloween Havoc. So they still need a lot more rebuilding, so to speak, before we get um, that quality of matches. So shall we just go right at it? Start right on. So first match, we got here Ember Moon going up against the captain. I'm guessing that's still her nickname because like, they called her captain multiple times at this match. Dakota Kai. So actually, Troy, what can you say about this match? You go right ahead. Well, when you said captain, I thought you meant Alicia okay. Fox. Oh, <laughs> I mean... The yeah. That works too. True, but <laughs> yeah, Dakota Kai. And I'm happy that Dakota's with Raquel again because, you know, the whole Raquel versus Rhea thing kind of got them separated and Dakota was kind of like left, you know. Dakota was, was like, I did not see. Yeah, she was in the dark. And, you know, Raquel got pretty good build up for that match. So seeing her and Dakota together again, I kind of miss it. And I'm glad that this match... I mean, this match was pretty decent. It was pretty good, especially for an NXT weekly show, which is why I love NXT so much. Like, whether it be a weekly show or a pay-per-view, it's always, like, it's always a serve, you know? And, yeah, that's actually all I have to say about the match. It was a good match. I love that Ember's using a spine buster now. It was, it was yes. really pretty good, honestly. And, yeah, I'm glad that if Ember Moon... Should Ember Moon lose, it would be... A dirty win because obviously she just mm-hmm. won back. So why would they make her lose cleanly? So yeah, I'm not mad about Dakota winning because, as I said before, with Dakota, I mean, with Ember coming back, with Tony Storm coming back, with Shotzi rising up, um, and Candice getting her title match against Io, Dakota was kind of lost for a really quick moment. So I said before that I hope Dakota doesn't get lost in the mix. And you know, defeating someone like Ember Moon, who's been on you know, pay-per-views who's been on WrestleMania. I mean, Dakota's been on WrestleMania too, you know, but you know, you get what I mean. She be she was able to beat someone of that caliber, which proves that she is on that same caliber. And I love that. So I can definitely say that this is not Dakota's last match with Ember Moon because Ember Moon has said in the past she wants to beat everyone in the division before she goes for the title. So there's that. Looking forward to more Ember Moon. And I love her finisher. Like Dakota's finisher. Oh my god, yes. The GTK. Mm-hmm. Period. 
So, yeah, I just want to address that first off, what you said, that um, you were a fan of Dakota winning. And I, comp- I 100% agree with you. I saw a lot of people kind of getting mad at the t- at my timeline, saying, like, why did Ember lose this quickly? Like, this quickly, she just returned. I'm like, um, and like her, and like, I could see why they're mad at it. But at the same time, um, first and foremost, it wasn't the clean win. The, Raquel Gonzalez got involved. And second of all, Dakota Kai has been losing match after match after match. Exactly. Like, like not to mention every time they she she tags with Rhea, Rhea Ripley with Raquel Gonzalez, um, majority of the time, Dakota is the one who eats the pin up or gets tapped or the one who taps out. So I feel like she definitely needed this win, if ever. And... This is honestly such a great match. I mean, as much as I want to praise it as much as I want to, NXT just delivers quality matches week in and week out. Probably the best women's matches, I would say, we get weekly, I would argue, but maybe that's just my bias. But um, highlights of the match, personally, for me, was that little submission war that they had there, was the cross face when Ember Moon was applying the cross face cool. and then there was a pinning combination going on and then Dakota Kai pulls out the Fujiwara arm bar and girl that is the first time I saw her do well, it yet she did amazing um, let's not get that far honey but you Here, get yeah. my point Dakota Kai yeah. did amazing with the Fujiwara arm bar and then I was just psyched because they were pulling moves that I have never seen them at all like mm-hmm. pull pull off i mean and then oh quick shout out to ember moon's gear i love how it's white yet it oh, looks a little dirty and it's 100 percent ember moon's complete character i feel like that's completely what she's going for so i love it mm-hmm. and ember moon whenever she just get she gets mad mad bitch like her energy and her speed can legit go from zero to a hundred like exactly like th- th- that's what i love about ember moon oh also um just to I also like the double suicide dive um, spot mm-hmm. where Ember was able mm-hmm. to hit the first one, but the second one, Dakota was like, ah, no, bitch, eat the fucking barricade. Girl, that was she so went amazing. That like, really fast. So, like, she did. And, like, especially since, you know, they said like they're going to protect Ember Moon from doing these high risk stuff, which I can understand, obviously, coming from an injury, but like, wow, that was pretty sick. That was brave. That was brave, <laughs> honestly. Like, and anymore, it was brave. So, um, yeah, that's really much all we I have to say about this match. Good, solid match. Dakota needed this win. And looks like we're going to have more of this rivalry spread out. And I love that. Same here. I love it. So, shall we move on to the next segment before this next match? Let's, let's go. Let's go. Well, this is actually... Um, a couple of videos, oh, actually just two videos, but um, over here we have a vi- we have videos of Io Shirai where she basically called out Rhea Ripley and Rhea Ripley responded. And I'll be completely honest with you, I haven't watched the videos fully. Like I've only seen clips on Twitter. So Char, you go right ahead. What can you say about these videos? Well, I actually didn't write much about the videos. I wrote what I wanted to see with the whole buildup of this. So TLDR, Io Shirai says, I'm not afraid of Rhea Ripley. I'm ready to face her, you know, one-on-one because, you know, she's beaten Rhea before, um, you know, in the Mayan Classic, obviously, but as well as in that triple threat with Charlotte Flair. <clears throat> Does anyone even remember Charlotte Flair in NXT? I um, that was a serve, bitch. Okay, let's be that, that was, was a serve. serve like, in comparison to what Sasha... Oh, my God. Wait, um, quick side note. 
Um, speaking of Charlotte Flair and NXT, remember when she said deepest division and everyone heard deepest division? Uh, <laughs> the divas can't eat that up. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, deserve. That was probably the, the deepest one. division. Divas division. But yeah, no, so that was pretty much it. I'm not afraid of Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley says, I'm not afraid of EO. Actually, I don't know if that's what Rhea said, but she said, game on. And then. Yeah, I don't remember them seeing a specific date of when this is happening, but it's inevitable. Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley in probably two to three the weeks next from now. Takeover, maybe I don't know, but for me personally, I don't see Rhea Ripley winning the title. I don't know why, but I just don't feel it. Like, no offense, obviously Rhea mm-hmm. definitely has the ability to beat Io, but storyline wise, I don't see it happening. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling that I don't see her winning it. What do you think? Yeah, I just don't feel like Rhea Ripley needs a champ needs a championship once again. Like, okay, granted that she wasn't given a proper reign as champion, That's but true. she has won big match after big match. And I was actually saying the last time, like, what is this gonna lead to? Is she gonna move to the main roster? Is she challenging EO? And guess what? EO challenged her, not even her challenging EO. So um Honestly, I just don't know what's going to happen right now. Obviously, last year, Rhea Ripley was the fastest rising star in professional wrestling. And I'm not putting any filter to that. I think that's the fact. Like, the second that she moved to NXT US, like, everything was going up to her. And then, like, it all kind of started to halt once um, she lost the title of Mania. But slowly but surely, she is getting there once again. But I just don't see that potentially that she would be the one to take the title of EO just yet. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I just don't see it. Like I wouldn't be mad if she does take it, but I just don't see it. Honestly, I just don't. I feel like, because I feel like there would be other women who would have made more sense to take the title of you, <laughs> Candice LeRae, Tony Storm. But that's all I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I have to say. No offense to Rhea Ripley, though. I feel like, I I feel like she's already read. I feel like she has done everything in NXT, and I think the only thing that she has to do now is just go to the main roster. Let's. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. So do you have more to say about these videos packages that we got? It was cute. And I hope we get to see these two in a ring because the last time they were, it was a serve. So I don't I, I I'm actually it. a bit I'm actually a bit puzzled that we never got a one on one match yet. I'm a bit surprised yeah. it took this long. I'll, 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 props to that. They, they delayed it. I mean if you so, it don't include the main classic, you know, we don't then technically we haven't seen them one on one. That's true. So, but up next here we got our second and final match for this week. Actually, we got Tony Storm going against Shotzi Blackheart. So I know there's a lot of buzz of what happened after the match, but let's talk about the match itself first. And two punk rock women going up against each other. When do you and see that? Matching outfits, might I add? They were both matching black outfits and white. as well. Honestly, so yes, just wanted to add there, just wanted to put it out there. I really love the diversity of the NXT women's division has. And these two women have sort of similar gimmicks yet yeah. you can tell um you can tell like what, what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And they both have different strengths, even though they're very they, they are very similar. Just wanted yes. <laughs> so with this match, honestly, yeah, it was just a pretty you know it's bad that I'm saying this is an average NXT match, but if you actually mm-hmm. watch it, it was such a great match. Like that's just like the level of NXT. Like I'll be real with you, I expect more when I watch NXT rather than I watch 
Raw SmackDown or yeah. I mean it's a given that I would have more expectations on AEW but y'all get my point <laughs> so <laughs> so anyways so um yeah honestly I just really I just like this match but I feel like I said it in all matches but highlight of the matches I would say Tony Storm's German suplexes are something that I'm surprised it hasn't been blowing up against because I genuinely believe that she has the best German suplex in the in professional wrestling, when it comes to the women, at least, because I don't watch men's wrestling, and um, Tony Storm is just like slowly but surely rising up the ranks once again. And honestly, Shotzi has also been winning a lot. And Tony, like, no offense to Aliyah, and is she the only person that she has faced? Yeah, I feel like that was her first and only match since coming back. Like. Like, I was like, she didn't face Jesse or Santana. Like, all I remember is Aaliyah. So, um, no offense to Aaliyah, but I feel like this is like Tony Storm's first legit win in NXT. Like, at least of what WWE is trying to portray to us. And it was something that she, she, I think she, she definitely needs. And it was just a roll up victory. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it a dirty win because there wasn't really anyone involved. Well, there was, but I wouldn't call it a dirty win. So it was a great way to give Tony Storm the win, but at the same time, um, make Shotzi Blackheart still look strong. And side note, um, I'm lucky. I'm honestly very happy that Tony Storm switched the red to the white with the leopard print in it. Because I'll be honest with you, red leopard print. The first person I thought of was Io Shirai face. Oh, oh, so, no. so I'm happy that she switched it up. Black and white are just really her signature colors, I would say. And I'm excited. And I want to see more of them though, because I don't, I don't remember Tony Storm wearing something other than black, white, or red. Look, mm-hmm. To be completely honest, like maybe in her stardom days, but in WWE at least I haven't seen it. So I would like to see it, Tony, and I really hope both of these women are gonna do great. And I'm gonna comment later on what happened after the match. So what can you say about the match, Troy? I mean, you pretty much said a lot of it, but I also want to point out that springboard DDT that Shotzi did from the top. Oh like, yes. I was like, wait, like honestly, Shotzi is one of the few women. On like wrestling TV right now, who are doing these like high risk innovative moves? You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember her like Shiranui, which was sort of like a pile driver to herself. If you remember that oh, one, bitch, yes. Oh my god, like, that was obviously a botch because like obviously you have to protect yourself from getting hurt. But like as a fan, seeing that you're like, holy shit, she's a badass. You know, but I mean like, um, mm-hmm. it's still very dangerous, obviously, because she landed on her head. But you know. Um, she's fine after that. She's still wrestling, so that just goes to show how like resilient she is, or maybe how tough her body is. So that's pretty great to see, and seeing her like pull out these innovative moves, which we haven't seen ever. I think it's pretty great because, you, as I said in the past, there's only um, there's so much things that have been done in wrestling, and it's hard to be original nowadays. So it's great to see that. And yeah, that's all I have to say about the match. I'm glad that Tony won by a roll-up because we can't afford either of these women to look weak, especially mm-hmm. now with we're not completely sure of who is facing for the title until you know the Rhea Ripley promos and all that. But yeah, it was a pretty great match. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. But more on to what happened afterwards. Yeah, so actually, technically not even afterwards, but um, as the match was ongoing, 
Candice LeRae. She was like, hey, Shotzi. Hey, Shotzi. Look what I found here. Your tank. And I'm like, oh, bitch. I know. I feel like I know where this is going. And um, around the exact same time, Tony gets the win. One, two, three. But there was a van in front of Candice. She got to the van. And the mysterious quote-unquote mysterious woman was also in that van and she ran over Shotzi's tank and Shotzi Blackheart literally broke down it's a sight that I, even up to now I'm still remembering up to this point and I honestly okay can I go ahead I just have like so much like things to say about this segment go ahead I'm just super happy that they put this out there because um, whenever you see strong women in the WWE, such as Shotzi Blackheart, um, Tony Storm even, and all of when they have gimmicks like that, like that archetype of gimmicks, you wouldn't necessarily see them cry or break down to tears. Mm-hmm. And it's I like that WWE is portraying that and showing that you can be a strong and powerful woman. And even, but you, but you, you also, but you can also be emotional at the same time. I feel like it's such a great message to show everyone. And it was such a cryptic. It was so sad. It was like it got me angry, honestly, seeing Candice break Shotzi's tank. Really? It honestly got me angry, girl. Like I'm a big Shotzi stan, so there was a lot of things that's happening in my mind. And Shotzi Blackheart gave me an A plus performance, an Academy really? Award winning performance, like. Everyone knew this girl can wrestle. This girl has charisma, but girl, this this girl can act too. What else can she not do? That's all I have to say. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Sure, um, what can you say? Yeah, personally, I felt I felt shot these emotions. Like I felt really bad for her on how she was like crying and all of that. Especially with like after the match, Tony Storm was like, "Are you?" Well, she didn't say anything. She just touched her shoulder and, and like yeah. looked like she was. I saying like, are you okay or something? And then Shadi was like shrugging it off, like she's not in the mood to talk, you know, and rightfully so. And there was actually a whole video of Shadi running towards the parking lot area. Where- oh, really? I didn't see <laughs> yeah, that. There was. Oh my god! And like this blonde interviewer was running after her and honestly i found the interviewer running super funny no offense but Shotzi why was like, i don't know she was like shotzi shotzi and then she was like running after her <laughs> did it give the same energy as the cameraman chasing Liv morgan in the rumble yeah exactly and like <laughs> um, um what was i saying oh yeah definitely the interviewer was pretty funny for me but like shotzi blackheart breaking down that was not like a cute sight to see all right that was something that i felt go straight to my heart and i could feel her crying like she kneeled in the middle of the parking lot and like started crying and i felt really bad but yeah when i saw candace break her tank i really felt bad because you know obviously she loves that tank so much but personally i don't know i was living for candace Lerae, like riding that was it really a van i felt like it was sort of like a truck. it was like a truck yeah it was was a truck my bad oh my god alinger blaze tea oh (laughs) bitch oh my god but yeah can i just (laughs) what's that i just say i forgot to mention it but this is the for me this is like the moment where i was like yes candace Lerae is a good heel like honestly like i was i was on the fence this these whatever since she turned heel but this moment for me where i was like okay bitch i like this bitch as a bitch (laughs) you all know what i'm saying i feel like a big reason as to why candace looked so good as a heel was the way shot z just dead ass like cried 
And she was a great baby face, not to mention Shotzi. So, like, it's super, like, it helped Candice look super, like, heelish, you know? Because obviously, we've been waiting for it to happen. Like, it's been growing on us, but I feel like this was the one that, like, gave us, like, okay, she's a full-on heel. She's, She's an evil hoe. And we hate her. But at the same time, I don't know, seeing her run over that tank, um, I don't know. I have this sweet spot for heels doing really heelish moves. Um, I mean, moves like outside of the ring, like, you know, in terms of their storyline, like being really rude and evil. I have a sweet spot for that. So no offense. I felt really bad for Shotzi, but I was living for Candice LeRae running over the tank. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you, girl. (laughs) Yeah, but like, it was super cool, especially like Candace was like, you this you did it to yourself, girl. Like you I was supposed to be the women's champion. And then you came here, like interfered in all of that. You know, typical heel stuff, which we all understand. But I'm glad that this segment proved Candace Laurie as a heel and Shotzi Blackheart as an absolute amazing baby. And, yeah, an and an actress. An actress. So without further ado, do you have more things about this? Do you have more things to say about NXT US? Actually, I'm not sure if we we wrote this down or anything, but we actually got a really quick um, promo from Miss Zaylee. If I we did, from- oh my god! Wait, wait, oh no, I'm so sorry. Wait, what, what did it? Can you go ahead? Uh, kindly explain it. <laughs> I, remember in the past where we were like predicting what the letters meant, girl? You were mm-hmm. right from her family girl oh, oh my god what happened actually she didn't really say much she just told the reporter like it's none of your business um these letters are from are from my family and girl she told william regal to give her a match next week against raquel gonzalez oh, raquel gonzalez oh my raquel god gonzalez. out of all people raquel gonzalez so like i love the confidence I know, right? Like, okay, super quick. Um, what do you think of this whole like confidence? Okay, um, first and foremost, I'm so sorry I did not put this in the main th- <laughs> in the main thing because I was actually rushing as I was watching NXT because kind of brushed my mind. I don't know why, but um, honestly, this is low. This is one of like the sleeper like stories right now in NXT. Like, it's there, but I don't feel like people are paying attention to it as much as they should. I feel like this story has a lot of things to say and it has a lot of things that could possibly happen out after it. And I genuinely, and I'm super excited to see what happens to Zaylee after this because she hasn't gotten like one single storyline besides that. Um, I don't want to say storyline, but she had Loki something going on with Aaliyah. And I feel like this is probably going to be the moment where I, where I think she's going to look like a star. Because, in my opinion, she's a great wrestler, but she just doesn't have the it factor like a lot of women that we love have. Like, similar to, I would say, Tiga Knox and Candice LeRae as a baby face. But I genuinely believe this might be the moment where I'm like, yes, girl, she looks like a star. True. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, like, this is pretty much like David and Goliath. You know, Zahili's... Literally. Like... Raquel's like humongous. Like we haven't seen that since like Casey versus Raquel in the Mayan Classic, which is honestly when you put them side by side, like holy shit, she's like I don't know, she reached like her waist at the most from what I remember. Oh so, my. Similar to that, I'm interested. Like, imagine if Zaylee pulls out the win next week. I wouldn't be mad. That I I'd be amazed. 
And I just hope that if she does, which I don't see her actually winning, because I don't know, Raquel losing at uh, Halloween Havoc doesn't give doesn't show me a reason as to why she should lose next week again. But if she, if Raquel does win next week, I hope something happens with Zayali, something interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll just see. That was a really interesting thing to bring up. I'm, I I honestly <laughs> forgot about it. So. Yeah. So do you have any more things to say about NXT US? Let me get my ticket and let's like fly overseas. <laughs> yes, honey. We are traveling to the United Kingdom with NXT UK. And you know what NXT UK gives us our weekly match and this weekly match we got someone I I'm I, I didn't even know until like I saw this match, honestly. Like I saw her post on Twitter and I'm like, oh, is she an enhancement talent? Is she like part of the roster like i got a bit confused not gonna lie what can you say about that oh wait you know what i'll just say it first i'm sorry there was like a brief awkward pause over there but let's pretend that never happened so the first thing we got on nxt uk we got Ginny going up against Aaliyah james Aaliyah james is the one i was talking about yeah. and honestly as much as i love Ginny, it was it's always nice to see new faces and she honestly served in her first match, I believe, in NXT UK. Is this her first match? Yeah, I believe so. I know she. I feel like she's re- She's new talent because I've never seen her yeah. before. Yeah, I. I mean, like I've. Heard, I have heard WWE getting a lot of talent, and they have. And now, like people are more inclined to sign with WWE now as before because, of course, the pandemic is happening, so all of the indie shows are not. It's like going low for now. Like it's slowly yeah. there, but it's like it's slow for now. So maybe that's why she was able to get this offer. And you know, Aaliyah James, she didn't do we didn't get to see a lot of her offense, but this girl can sell. This girl has potential. And mm-hmm. she's a she's a friendly and great addition to the roster. But the highlight for me was wait, can I just say? I don't know All why, right. but I just noticed. Ginny's, I don't know why, but Ginny's um theme song is giving me America's Next Top Model vibes. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's giving me pop. that. Oh, it gives me so much America's Next Top Model vibes. So, <laughs> I'm like, she is the fashionista. And yeah. But the highlight for this match was just seeing the return of the couture kick. I was like, oh yes! God. I remember her I last was... match and I was like, please do not get rid of of the couture kick, if that's what it's called. I don't remember what it's called. It's the couture kick. That's what we call it in the Mayon Classics. I believe that's what it's called. So I was like, get rid of it, you know? Because it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Because I believe like her full ring name is Ginny Couture, but WWE dropped Couture for some reason. But but honestly, yeah, great match. Um, Couture kick. And what was interesting happened it was more interesting of what happened after the match, but you got right ahead, Troy. What can you say about this match? I think you're honestly the return of the couture kick deserved. That was just the highlight, yeah. bitch, honestly. And honestly, like from the angle that they showed it, her boot like hit um what's her name? Aaliyah's face, like directly. <laughs> Another like, Aaliyah. I know I was about to say like we have like girl. three Aaliyahs. Aaliyah, Aaliyah Mysterio, and I was like, who's the other Aaliyah? And I, I, I she's busy, um she's busy making out with Buddy Murphy. But um no comment. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> this is, we don't talk about it in this show for some for a reason, guys. Mm-hmm. So 
Yes. We're a podcast. No, I'm kidding. We're not a PG podcast. But <laughs> maybe if Aaliyah goes to the ring, we'll talk about her. True. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to talk about it. So go ahead. All right. So in terms of Aaliyah James, she showcased really few in the first to the middle part of the match. But what stood out for me from her was the what do you call that? The ending sequence when they were yes. on that turnbuckle. And then I don't know, I don't remember what she did, but she did like a front handspring. Like it's similar to the one that Ember Moon does in the pool. But like, I don't know. It or actually it's more similar to Dana Brooks like front flip. I don't know how it, how it's called. I'm pretty sure it's a front handspring, but it just goes to show that she's athletic. She's relatively fast in the ring. And considering this is her first match, she re- she kind of impressed me. You know, it's not like as good of an impression as I've had with Layla Hirsch. Wow, I'm actually commenting AEW. But oh my god, this is like we should like put this in the history books. The first time in Pipe Bombs the podcast history. Girl, but AEW <laughs> actually served a bit more. I mean, like Aaliyah James is definitely a talent that we we are yet to see. But like in like in comparison to like Layla Hirsch's debut, you know, she showcased so much offense and looked great. But yeah, I look forward to Aaliyah James and I feel like NXT UK has some plans for her, mainly because, you know, as enhancement talent, you lose the match, you get the hell out of the ring. That's is it. she enhancement talent or is she part of the roster? I'm, I'm confused. Still, I'm, I'm still not sure, but let me I check Wikipedia child. All right, but <laughs> At least in my basis, she didn't get an entrance. So, <laughs> so that's she didn't have a Tron, though. I'll give her that. She didn't have a Tron, so she might be part of the roster. But for now, let's pretend she's part of like enhancement time because this is her debut and she lost. She had little little offense to show, but I'm glad that she stuck until the segment that happened afterwards. But that's all I have to say for the match itself. Okay, she's not in the. She's not on. Oh my God! Wait, can I just? Okay, I was looking at the Wikipedia page of the WWE roster. Aaliyah James is not there, but guess who is there? Don't guess. tell me, Mako Satomura. Yes, bitch, Mako Satomura is oh in the roster. Oh my God, bitch! Oh my. When we get Mako Satomura versus Kaylee, um, bitch, and when Mako Satomura gets the belt off Kaylee Ray or of Ginny, so I deserve. I either mean, way, but anyway. yeah. But here is a segment that actually happened afterwards. So Ginny was basically like, okay, um, a lot of people in NXT UK think they run the show, like Pipa Niven. That and was her. How convenient. Pipa. Like, girl, she said Pipa. And then the, Pipa. The and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm like, I never saw that coming. Just kidding. But Pipa <laughs> Niven came out and they had a few words at first. Not really. They had like a few like melee brawl, but yeah, then came out NXT UK Women's Champion K Kaylee Ray, like yes. And you know, I was a day years old finding out that that's actually her birth name. Like her birth name is Kaylee, like K A Y L E I G H. Like it's one oh, word. That's a first name, yeah, and then oh, yeah, Ray's her last name. I, I was like, oh wow, like that's a good like way to like rebrand yourself in a way. So it was Kaylee the champion? NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray coming out and be like, okay, I know both of you would do any, both of you want to cha- what shot at my championship. Ginny, I know you would backstab your mother or something, grandmother, I mean, yeah. or whatever, um, to get a shot at my title. But I want to test you, Piper. So she slides in a freaking steel chair, no chair. and she was like, are you 
brutal enough? I don't know if that was her words, but um, something like something like that. And guess what, bitch? Piper never actually picks up the chair and uh, freaking attacks Ginny with it. I did not see this. I generally did not see this come. I think. And then like, <laughs> and Aaliyah also tried to like um help Piper like calm down, but Piper was like, "No, bitch, it's all about me." Tanil Dashwood tease, but no, <laughs> Tanil Dashwood tease, but. I was just a bit surprised. And then, of course, she went after Kaylee Ray. And that was such a good way to, like, end it when it comes to the women's division of NXT UK. So sure. what can you say about this? What can you say about this? It was honestly such a serve. Honestly, um, let's just put it out there. I can definitely, for sure, at least for now, I think, say that Piper Niven did not turn heel. This is her She did not. Face. Yeah, this is her being a face who understands that you know she's more than just another baby face like you know like um i don't want to say her name again because people might say i'm dragging her i know no Ooh. one saying that but you know Ooh. you know how I always say, um it's miss Teganox. you know how we always say that she has no character development whatsoever i'm so sorry but you it's know t- this is something that i've been looking for in piper niven as well like you can be a baby face but you better show the fans that you have a side of yours that can just, you know, like, go all out, um, go all in and all of that. You know, girl, like, just prove us that you are your own woman. Like, you know your own, you know your self-worth and you know your talent. So, you know, don't let other people define you and all of that stuff. So she did exactly that. And, you know, obviously people might think that this was sort of a heel turn-ish, obviously, because Aaliyah's, like, um, a face technically because she faced Ginny but you know this is just her proving that she is her own woman she's, she's establishing herself as a competitor and she went she went right after Ginny afterwards with that Michinoku driver on the chair <gasps> deserve honestly a serve I, honestly I did, like, did she do that to Ginny or Aaliyah no she did it to Aaliyah she did two Michinoku drivers oh she did okay girl with a Michinoku driver on Ginny on the chair. What didn't she do that to Aaliyah? Wait, no, my landed on the mat. Oh, okay. Regularly, but like Ginny's had the chair because you know they're fighting for the title. But yeah, I'm glad that Piper Niven's getting some sort of development, and she's finally like, I I don't want to say rebranding because she's still the same Piper Niven, but a bit more, um. A little bit more spice or a little bit more fire to like light her up, you know? So and desire. Fire and desire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that she's getting her stuff done. I'm glad that she's getting her character work um, developed. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, honestly, this just it's something that I just generally was not expecting. And I thought it was clear from there that it was either gonna be Eva Valkyrie or Ginny going after the NXT UK know, Women's right? Championship. Mm-hmm. Yet I was mistaken. Maybe they are gonna drag um Piper and Evan for a bit more, which I'm not definitely I'm not mad at considering the fact of what's happening right now. So if there's gonna be like perhaps my favorite multi-women matches going on, I wouldn't be mad with that. Thank and you. just like a little, a little shout out to Kaylee Ray's crop top because bitch, she looked amazing. She looked with that crop so, top on. Honestly, like, she looked so hot. 
Like, like I don't want to say, like, I keep on saying, like, I keep on referencing Mean Girls, but she just giving me so much Regina George energy with what the f- fuck she was doing. I love it. Period. Like, just give me a bitchy heel. I'll call them Regina George. Period. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's doing the job, and it, NXT UK has been serving, and this was not any different. So, do you have any more things to say about NXT UK? Um, well, let's talk about the super quick announcement at the end. If yeah, of course. All right. So yeah, let's just go there. I, you I, talk I, I about it. I wanna. I want you to say it because <laughs> right. I kind of so, forgot. <laughs> all right. Wait. Yeah. Actually, is it for the title? I don't remember. It's probably for the. Title. I'm not sure. I, all I remember seeing. You know what? Let's just pretend it's for the title because I'm pretty sure it's for the title. But in two weeks' time on NXT UK, we will be seeing the NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray. Go up against Piper Niven in a false count anywhere match. Piper. It's not Piper Niven. It's Piper Niven. Piper. I'm not entirely sure if this is for the title, but you know what? It would only make sense for the title. Then if it wasn't the title. If it's not, then Piper can win. I don't care. (laughs) You know? uh, You know, but if it is for the title, what are your predictions? We're gonna have a lot of altercations with the NXT UK women's division, bitch. Like, they are legit a roster with the chaos that KD Ray has made. They're legit a roster that hates everyone, hates each other, and that's a good thing. Like, like there isn't really a line now between like faces and heels in NXT UK, and I'm 100% here for it. And they're actually doing it right at AEW, but um, but I'm just super excited of what's it to come. The last and the last false count anywhere match we saw was uh, I can't remember, but last the was the last one I remember was Natty versus Nikki. Was there yes, anything sure. after I that? Huh? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, what? but Which I'm pretty one? sure I'm pretty sure it's Natty versus Nikki from what I remember. Yeah, because like I, I'm like Natty versus Lacey was a was a last woman standing match, so that couldn't be it. But yeah, um, long story short, this was that was probably the last false count anywhere match we've gotten for the women in a while, and. Guess what? That served. Um, Sasha versus Charlotte. Another false count anywhere was such a serve. And false count anywhere, to be frank, is probably in my top three favorite match match types. Not gonna lie. There's something about fighting in the brawl or like just going around the arena that I just love about it. And I feel like they can do so much more now. Um, and they can really explore what was happening behind this the place they're in. And there's a lot of. And I also want to see how Valkyrie. And Ginny will be involved because I have no doubt they will be involved. That's all I have to say. Yeah, same here. I know it's going to be great because the last time we had a stipulation match for the women in NXT UK, I'm not sure if you're super aware of this, but right before the pandemic happened, we got to see like Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray versus Kaylee Ray. Yes. Yeah, and then I quit match. Quit right, match. and honestly, Kaylee Ray pretty much killed Tony Storm. Like. Not even like defeated. Like she pretty much killed Tony Storm. Like she stepped on that chair like multiple times, and she was like. She was, like, dying to the point that Piper Niven had to, like, come out and, like, escort her out of the arena and all of that. But, yeah, honestly, and after that, she- <laughs> it would be great. It would be great. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Oh, my God. I can't believe the women's content we are getting. I know, right? Period. I love it so much. So, do you have any more things to say about NXT UK? They've been serving, considering it's a one-hour show. They've been giving us quality content. Like on quality content, one week, one match a week that actually delivers with that one match a week. Um, I, I definitely wasn't pointing that towards anyone. 
I know. But <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, AEW. We still love you. Don't worry. Like, relatively. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, shut up. We love them, but we just have some comments that, yeah, you know, some possible improvements that you guys could take into consideration. But without further ado, shall we just move on to SmackDown? Right. That, even though it hasn't taken place, but yes. Yeah, it, it will. It will happen. So, yeah. We shall. So for this week's SmackDown, we got quite, you know, relatively few again, but we got two matches, so I have no complaints. But starting off the night, we got a rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship, where we had the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks go up against Bailey. So, Jiggy, what are your thoughts on this rematch? I mean, I was honestly not expecting a lot going to this match itself because they just came off with, I'm not even going to say arguably, the best match in Hell in a Cell. So I wasn't expecting much. I'm like, okay, tone down your expectations. I'm just manifesting a Sasha Banks successful defense. And she was able to successfully defend her title and i also like the little again i I don't know why but i really like the symbolisms of things like the gear that sasha wore was the same gear that when bailey turned on her and then you know she even did like the similar thing when bailey turned on her like that like that cake on the The apron it wasn't on the same side of the apron but it was the same kick and they they had such a lot of time with each other like i was looking at my phone afterwards in the match because um i was gonna watch um the miss usa preliminaries as soon as the women were over <laughs> just that. wanted to uh-huh. plug that there I, so as this as i was like looking at the time and i'm like oh wow they had 30 minutes like that's kind of they had a lot of time that, it, it was a lot of time it's pretty it's pretty rare for smackdown considering the fact that's literally a quarter of their show like it's I pretty know. rare for them to do that so I'm just really happy of where it went. Um, uh, this this match didn't have a lot of like memorable spots in my opinion, but it was really mm-hmm. the it was really the story that brought it along. But don't get me wrong. Um, I really love. There were some times that there, where I was like, they are not gonna put the belt on Bailey again. Like especially when she mm-hmm. did the backstabber and the Bailey the belly. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> do not do this to me right now. Like exactly. I was ready to like walk out of the room, turn off my television all that jazz but you know luckily Sasha Banks was able to retain and I think you know as much as she hasn't defended a title this is what majority expected now I'm just a bit puzzled on where Bailey stands at this point will she if whether or not she decides to take a break or not I will respect it but if she does take a break girl you deserve it you deserve whatever you're gonna do next like the respect on Bailey if you don't respect Bailey who the fuck are you there Period. I said it so that's all I have to say. And wow, I guess this is going to be the last time we're going to see this match in a while. Can't wait for the next one. Same. And I hope that this is really the last time we see them, at least for the foreseeable future. But yeah, mm-hmm. I have to say that this match didn't serve as much, obviously, because we've seen them fight for a lot of times in the past few weeks. And, you know, the purpose of this match was just to serve closure for now. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were able to see at least, um, you know, the chemistry is always there between Sasha and Bailey, and you know, it was great to see them do their stuff. Um, it was relatively fast paced, not super fast, but you know, they knew what they were doing, um, because they worked with each other in the past and they delivered. 
at least for me. And, you know, the finish, bank statement and all of that, that was great to see. And honestly, I'm just so happy that she was able to retain her title because, girl, I can only imagine what I would be feeling right now if she did not. Oh, God, no. (laughs) But, yeah, that's all I have to say about the match. I'm glad that Sasha retained. Personally, I want Bailey to take some time off and mm-hmm. on in the future because she's had a crazy year. She's had lots of matches, and th- this is just a perfect way for her to like be written off of television. You know, like I don't know, hide in the shadows for some while or anything. But Maurice know, tease, to... girl, no. <laughs> but like, <you laughs> no, know, Maurice. Wanna... No, that's what Maurice did after she lost the Divas Championship. So, oh yeah. Well, you know, something like that, because you know, I don't want to see Bailey near the title picture, especially with what happened after the match. But you know, oh my god, that's all I have to say. Let's let's move on to that part. So after the match, where Sasha was walking up the ramp, we got to see the return of the WWE Hall of Famer Tori Wilson. Oh my god. Chain, chain, chain. I don't know the words. <laughs> she did the nose the job. The job. return of the nose the job. The return and of the iconic nose job. And since and when did she know how to do a super kick? I know, right? I feel like oh God. Um, she inspired Shawn Michaels to do the super kick. That's yeah. What I feel. She was like, but, this is how I do it. <laughs> I know, but like, girl, the way that she brought her evolution gear. <gasps> I think deserve. Deserve. Honestly. Super deserve. Okay, anyways, um, enough kidding. That was Carmella. So what do we Duh. think of Carmella <laughs> going for the title? This is, how you repa- this is how you repackage someone. She looks completely different. I-, I mean, she still looks like Carmella. But she- her look uh-huh. was completely different compared to her Princess of Staten Island, whatever um, gimmick she had. And it was just such a serve. Very diva. So automatically, I'm a fan of it. I love how the lipstick matches the gear because for some reason, that's something that not a lot of women do. Like, Uh on the top of my head, the only person I can think of also doing that is Bianca Belair. So True. Yeah, there's not not a lot. So I I like the little touch to it. And I I legit yelled. Like, I am, like, I honestly wasn't... I was a bit surprised in a way because, like, I kind of knew that Carmella was already going to go after the championship up next because it does make the uh-huh. most sense. Because I'm assuming they still want to have more build up before we get Sasha versus Bianca. God bless. Please, Fair. bitch, give us that match. <laughs> so uh-huh. it just makes sense that Carmella's going to go after it. So I was a bit confused, though. I, I was a bit surprised because I thought they were, were going to hold it off until after Survivor Series. But yeah. if this is what's going to happen, go right ahead. <laughs> Same here. And like, I'm just glad that, you know, when the way that they repackaged Carmella, like you said, she still looks like Carmella, obviously. But, like, her gear, her, like, whole vibe is totally different. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Yeah, it looks like something from Liv Morgan's wardrobe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it did, or Scarlet Bordeaux. Did, actually. Or Scarlet Bordeaux, you know. But <laughs> I will say, I hope that she gets, um, what do you call this? I hope that she expands her move set a bit more because you know the the face buster we've seen that a lot of times i'm not mad about it it's a very i'm not mad move, but you know i'm gonna need something new especially with this new character you know <laughs> if it's just the code of silence and the super kick and the face buster again girl come on gotta give us something i wouldn't be i mean i wouldn't be mad about it but i want to see more variety i guess yeah right like i mean as we like all know that she's mm-hmm. a great wrestler 
So like, I know she can pull out stuff. It's just like a cherry on top for like, mm-hmm. this is a new me. Like she has a new finisher, debut it already. <laughs> true, true. Or like, I don't know. Maybe she could start going high risk. Oh, well, well, once again, why not? We'd love, to, we'd love to see it. She'll do a 450. <gasps> Bianca T's. Jillian T's. Period T. But <laughs> yeah, do you have anything else to add for Carmela's sudden attack? I'm just hoping my background right now is not that noisy and heard, is it? Because, like, once what? I heard, like, the vroom, I was like, ah. anyways, but yeah, nothing much about Carmela. And I'm so sorry if my background distracts you. <laughs> no, that's fine, girl. We're here to talk about rest. Is it not that? Is it that noisy? Or no, it's okay. It's fine. It's not, it's not like distracting or anything. Okay, that's Don't good. <laughs> but moving on forward to the next match of the night, and girl, we got two matches this SmackDown. A surprise, but like we love to see it. So we got another qualifying match featuring Natalia, Ruby Riot, and Zelina Vega in a triple threat match. Okay, but before the match. What do we think of Ruby Riot's new hair and Natalia's new gear? Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot's new hair isn't necessarily new. It's something that we've seen in um. It was legit her first hairstyle in NXT. Yeah. And it's something that it's something that she even used before going to WWE's Heidi Lovelace. And mm-hmm. it was a good new. It was a good new like um cut to it. It's like a fresh start in the new brand. And yeah. And I don't know. Just not and. I'm I'm seeing a lot of ends, but I guess my point is, um, I also like the f- I'm I'm a fan of it, and f- in some way you can also differentiate Ruby Riot now and Shotzi Blackheart because sometimes yeah. although they look very different, but sometimes when they're in a ring at each other, like and I'm pretty sure it only happened once, which was the um triple brand divas yeah. battle royal the battle other royal. time and it was a bit confusing not gonna lie so now that um i was about to say shotzi now ruby has shorter hair it's gonna be easier for to differentiate them yeah that's same all i have here. to say about ruby same here it's it's cool to see that you know she's still changing things up and making things a bit more fresh for her especially since she's in a tag team with Liv morgan which we didn't see this week but rather I'm surprised. as a solo star, which I'm not mad about. I guess we'll see Liv Morgan next week in her own Perhaps. qualifier. But I also want to talk about Natty's gear. Child, I'm not mad about it. I'm glad that they gave her something new, but it's just the same gear, but with a little bit of orange. <laughs> I'm not mad with the orange, though. <laughs> same, but like, I was waiting for her rainbow gear. Like, where was it? Like, she posted it. It was supposed to be for Night of Champions. I mean, Clash of Champions, but. Yeah, we we know what happened. But, like, come on. I just really want to see her dying again. I mean, she definitely shined in the match, but in terms of her attire, I really want something more different than what she's had in the past. Like, I remember, like, there was this era in the Divas division when she was, like, feuding with Nikki Bella. Do you remember this? When Nikki was, like, flirting with. Tyson kid and then she oh god I remember girl. this <laughs> and then Natty would always wear like like two piece gear like the divas would like mm-hmm. I don't know I sort of miss that era but I don't know maybe it's her personal decision maybe this is her preference yeah maybe she's very conservative I don't know <laughs> I like don't know. I just want maybe. to see more color honestly yeah because it's always been black and pink so I like the orange though I'll give yeah. you that I hope something they add a little bit something but you know she's perhaps she got inspired perhaps she got inspired because she already got her cricket meet and greet or something (laughs) i don't know Uh, okay but the way that that's so 
exactly it sold out quickly and for those who don't know that wasn't shade or anything but because yeah, that, was- the one, that was not shade but i don't know if any if everyone knows but the time that it was supposed to happen like a couple of weeks ago someone leaked it so cricket was like um yeah that's not gonna happen right now exactly <laughs> well yeah that's all we have to say for natty's new look and ruby's new look so onto the match itself um i'll just go first because this was a pretty relatively no i don't want to say quick but it got its time and it served as usual but i will say that this is the reason why we need qualifying matches okay we get super random triple threat matches with different types of characters different types of women and that's what makes these matches so interesting you know like we see like different move sets different characters into one match and these are things that we've never seen before like when was the last time we've seen natty zelina and ruby in the ring together like i remember natty and ruby had like this rivalry right because of like Mm -hmm. table smash and all of that as a right and like they they had it all they had a couple of interactions with yeah um when natty was with lana Oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, you know, in terms of Zelina Vega, she was never really involved with Natty or Ruby. So this was pretty fresh for me. And despite it being, it was a bit of a quick match. But in that time that they were given, they were able to show a lot of their moves. And, like, I do want to talk about that ending, though. That was really smart. Like, whoever thought of that, that was genius. I'm surprised that has yet to be done. Honestly. Like... (laughs) It was, it was just amazing, like the sharpshooter and then Ruby coming in last minute. And then, I don't know, for some reason, Natty releases the hold. And then Zelina taps out afterwards. Taps out, oh my. That, that was pretty cool. And honestly, Natty that was a mad man. She was pissed, girl. Like, deserve. But, like, I'm glad to see that Ruby's on the team. And I've been seeing, like, pictures of Bianca and Ruby on Twitter. Like, they took selfies, like, we're partners now because we're, you know, they're on the team. And I'm just glad that, like, the SmackDown team's getting along as of now. Because the Raw team has their issues. But yeah, I'm glad Ruby's on the team. What do you think? Honestly, um, I, oh wait, don't get me wrong. I love, I love seeing Ruby in the team. I think that was, uh, okay, just for the record, I, it took a while to say something because I got a message and I'm like, what should I respond? Okay, but here, <laughs> here's what I'm about to say for this. So I'm, I feel like we all felt, I feel like um, Ruby Riot and SmackDown was, the SmackDown team was something that we've been expecting for a while now. Like, both uh-huh. of the Riot squad should definitely be on the SmackDown team. But can I just say, if we're going to talk about this match specifically, I just want to say Zelina Vega was the star of this match, honestly. Fair. Like, I just want to put that there. Um, Like, a couple of those moments where she pinned Natalia while she was doing the surfboard. I was like, if they ended like this, I would not be mad. Like, it's just exactly. something that we don't that really think cool. about. And then when she did the... She's did sort of a head scissors with a hurricane rana position instead of a tilt a whirl head scissors. Yeah, that's so that was really never seen that. We I, that was the first time I've seen that, and I'm a bit Same surprised. Here. Like there were a couple of times where they would like elongate it, but not like that long. And I uh-huh. was, and Zelina Vega, you know, she, I feel like this is the best she's looked ever since she got separated from Andrade and Garza. Yeah, and I feel. And, you know, same situation with Billy Kay, let's say. Even though that she would not get a lot of wins, I feel like she's going to be someone who gets to... Who's going to... 
execute who's gonna show her talents week in and week out and she slowly and surely is gonna develop a fan base and WWE won't ignore that that's what happened to women like Dana Brooke Mandy Rose like this is why I love Smackdown like even though because yeah. the thing with Smackdown is usually it's there's a clear hierarchy of like who's in the title picture and who's not compared to like Raw mm-hmm. NXT but the ones who are not in the title picture still get a chance to shine and then exactly. WWE WWE just does not like they were, what do you call this? They wouldn't know, not a no. That was that's a Filipino word. So <laughs> they they wouldn't like ignore it. And I'm pretty sure that Zelina and Billy they will have their time and they will shine in SmackDown. And we're gonna talk about Billy later on. Exactly. And yeah, interesting finish. Something surprising that we have yet to see. Definitely, and I have to agree. Like Zelina Vega is definitely obviously like we know the talent that she has, and I'm glad that. SmackDown's giving her the moment that she deserves, you know? And, like, I hope we get to see more of her in the future because, honestly, I feel like Sasha versus Zelina would be a very interesting matchup considering how athletic they both are, but Carmella first. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, that's, that's what true. they're building right now. So do you have anything else to add for this triple threat match? Uh, nothing much interesting on how they ended it, and I just want to see where this goes next. All right. For Natalia, so, for Natalia, because I feel Natalia. like Natalia is going to be in a lot of them. Same. I feel like she still has a chance in joining the team. I don't know how, because like there's still. Yeah, I feel spots. like I feel like it's so weird for them to not include her, considering her history with Lana. Right. Like, imagine if they were the last two. <gasps> Let me look. To oh God! Oh wow! Um, okay, a serve, but like I need Bianca to be final, like last woman standing. All right, but that's personal bias, but. Besides that, um, for the final segment, if you don't have anything else to add. That's all I have to say. All right. So for our final segment, we got to see the Street Profits, Big E, and I know y'all are, be- are going to be like, why are there men here? But listen, we got the femme fatale <laughs> of SmackDown, Miss Billy Kay. It was, it was a quick segment. It was pretty fun. You know, Billy Kay is just comedy gold, honestly. Like... I don't she really is being as I don't remember another female talent as entertaining as her as like I don't know Jillian at least I don't know I can't think of any other like exactly when was the last time we had someone like this right and like considering like Billy's character is sort of similar to what her character was in the Iconics just goes to show like how um how great how talented she is even on her own I mean I can't I'm not sure if I can say the same for Peyton right now, at least right now, because she's sort mm-hmm. of a bit lost. But in terms of what Billy Kay's doing on SmackDown, you know, she's got her whole resume printed in. She's got a picture of herself on the back of it. Honestly, serve. It reminded me of like Victoria's List. <laughs> if you remember that. Uh-huh. But like, oh. I'm, just I'm, just, I'm just glad that they're giving Billy Kay like segments. They're giving her like, something. Yeah. Honestly. And, like, I'm glad for that. I mean, they're giving Peyton Roy's character as well, but, like, she's with Lacey, so she's still in a team. But Billy here, she's solo, so... I just love Billy Kay. Billy Kay. What about you? Again, like what I said with Raw, anytime we see women, that doesn't... Every, anytime we see women on television is a win, except for the ones when, they, when it drags down her character. And this mm-hmm. just helps Billy Kay as a whole. If honestly, if she's going to stick with this whole, look at my headshot, look at my resume. Like, if she's going to do it for, like, months, uh-huh. I would not be tired of it. Like, on how she... And I just want to see how it develops. I feel like 
it's gonna be a bit boring if it's she, if she's gonna be a one trick pony when it comes to that. But at the same time, it's just very entertaining that it could be incorporated in so much different things. Like I know. Um, I'm looking for like. Okay, I was I was I was thinking of like what are factions in SmackDown, and I can't even think of a faction because I can just like imagine her like going through each and all of the factions and be like, I should join this because here's my resume, here's my headshot. Like, can you mm. imagine how much that much of a servant would be? And you get so much, I'd love it. I feel like, and I'm just really happy that we still get to see her every week. Like, I kid you not. Like mm-hmm. after the triple threat match, I was so ready to like turn off the television, but I'm like. Wait a second. Let me like. I had the gut feeling. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it on. I like Biggie. Why not? Then I saw. And then I heard Billy Kay's voice. I'm like, period. This is why I didn't turn it yeah. off yet. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was amazing. <laughs> and it was amazing. That's like less than one minute clip of Billy of Billy Kay was know, amazing. Right? It was worth. It. it was worth the one minute. And like the fact that she can develop her character under that short amount of time. Girl, I love her so much. I hope that she gets a push in the future. If they don't give her the title, at least give her that match. Because we know that she can deliver. Oh my god. I just love her so much. I can't stop girling over her. You know, Femme Fatale of SmackDown, give me what we deserve. Give us a Billy Kate push. You know, but that's all I have to say for this segment. It was really fun. And yeah, I hope we get to see more of Billy, more of these segments, and maybe a match here and there. So do you yeah, have for sure. Else to add, Billy Kay. Yeah, that's all oh I have God. to add. Stream that. Stream that song. Spotify, stream Apple Seduction. Music. Stream Seduction. Wherever but, else you guys listen to music too. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it for SmackDown. So, do you have any final words for this week's episode? Um, I mean, there was uh, SmackDown has been like slowly but surely getting their footing when it comes to the women's division Mm -hmm. and i'm honestly super happy for that for the longest time it was heavily reliant on bailey and sasha and to an extent nikki and alexa and obviously nikki and alexa no longer there and i'm just super happy that we just get to see more and more women every week and i can't wait to see what happens next week there same here i'm really happy with what they're doing with the women well i guess that's it for smackdown so let's move on to our special spotlight of the week So up next is our weekly special spotlight where we talk about one woman who doesn't regularly regularly appear on AEW or WWE. And next up, we have someone that you guys might be pretty familiar with as she has made a couple of appearances in promotions like Impact Wrestling back when it was known as TNA. Because most notably, she all she was also in the inaugural May Young Classic. She is none other than the German one of <laughs> what the German wrestler, the German wrestler herself, Miss Jazzy Gabbert, aka the Alpha Female. So Troy actually wanted to talk about her. So go right ahead, Troy. What can you say about? Her? All right. So despite her, okay. First of all, I first encountered her in the Mayan Classic. As I said in the past, um, the Mayan Classic really opened my eyes to indie wrestling, and that's how I know most of the girls in the indies. And Jazzy Gabbard was one of the women who obviously stood out to me because literally no one in the classic was, you know, as intimidating as her, at least in my opinion. But, but you know, she was just 
she just had this stature and this look that just like if you stood across the ring from her i do not know how you have any chances of winning i mean that's pretty ironic considering she did lose in the first round wait i, think, I don't remember I'm sure she did i'm pretty sure she did yeah i'm pretty Which sure she lost to? to abby lath kimberly abby lath, okay yeah and you know that was a pretty big upset sort of because you know because of the size difference and all of that but you know they hugged it out afterwards i think but personally remember when i said how not every big girl or large woman can pull off the monster heel character she's one of the mm-hmm. women that can like she is That's intimidating true. as hell like like period like holy shit she's up there with with the likes of um who awesome kong who else awesome kong jazz um, um, jazz you know those lists of women maybe even mm-hmm. china per se Bolnacano definitely but you know she has this stature to her that just makes her such an intimidating wrestler I mean she is a very I mean from what I hear she's a very kind person outside of the ring and she's very sweet but the way that she can like serve this character is just so amazing and her moveset speaks for itself you know of course she's a bigger athlete so her moves are more on the power I don't know what it's called, but I, I can. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yo, it was her decisions. Yeah. She's iconic. Yeah, to be honest, I just want to touch on upon like what I've seen with her in the past before the Mae Young Classic, which was her appearances in TNA. For those who do not know, um, for the longest time, um, lastly we got AEW, which we had the go home shows before Full Gear, and I did it did not feel like it. Like I, I was like, wait, Full Gear's this week? What? Mm-hmm. No man. But well, we could we just we could just complain so much. So let's just go on to the positives because despite the lack of I would say though, despite the lack of storyline, there were a couple of matches that served in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the first match we so let's go to the first AEW Dark. Okay. Just a refresh refresher for those who do not know. There's actually two AEW darks before the pay-per-view starts. I have no idea why, but I'm not complaining. But so the first AEW dark, we got a tag team match at first where we saw Layla Hirsch and Elena Black 
period. I love this team. Going up against another team that I love, Brandy Road and Red Velvet. And I'm just gonna pass the torch right now to the biggest Red Velvet stand that I know. Troy, yeah. you go right ahead. I know you've been waiting for this pairing to happen. Listen, girl. The way that I got to see Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch and Alina Black in one match. Oh my god, I really said no Brandy. Okay, you really said Brandy, no Brandy. Um, this was a really interesting. Um, I was gonna say Fatal Four Way. This was a really interesting Divas <laughs> tag team match. Like, wow, holy shit! Divas tag team match. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Red Velvet, girl. I am so happy that she's back on my screen. And this wasn't the only time we got her this week. So, first up. She is so talented. I love her so much. When she did the standing moonsault, Bianca Belair, <gasps> take notes, sweetie. Calm but- down. Oh my God. I did not know that she could do a moonsault. Same. I was so like, <gasps> Eve Girl. Torres, is this you? I paused. I paused my video. I was like, hold on. <laughs> Imagine if she did that from the top rope. Layla Hirsch. Take note, sweetie. Um, but like, oh, Re- Reba, who else? Reba, who else? Io Shirai. Oh, okay, but like to be fair, <laughs> Layla Hirsch did a moonsault in this match as well. And she did it like she stepped from the second rope up to the top rope and then did a backflip. I was gagging. This was an amazing showcase from She really said Lacey Evans. She really said Lacey Evans, honestly. <laughs> but, like in terms of this match itself, it was amazing. And you know, um Red Velvet obviously is sort of being built as like what do you call this? She I don't want to say weaker, but in the team with Brandy, Brandy's like a bit of the bigger quote unquote star of the team. Cause you know how Red Velvet was like being beat up by Layla and Elena. And mm-hmm. Brandy was the one who was gonna get the hot tag. You know what I mean? And when Brandy came in, yeah. Red Velvet was like all right and like she just took a rest and all of that. But personally I love Red Velvet so much. I really hope that she gets to shine even more. Maybe even solo, but I'm not mad about this team with Brandy right now. But seeing her like athleticism in the match, it was amazing to see. Although I will say, I'm not 100% buying the shot of Brandy Finisher because I don't know why. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. The way that she does the bicycle kick, or maybe it's because of, I don't know, maybe it's because of the angle that she did it, but I don't know. It looked a bit weak. I'm not sure, but I'm not 100%. Like I'm not like hating or anything, but like the way it was shown on camera, it looked a bit weak or if like i don't know how to explain it but like when she kicked elena black elena kind of fell a bit weird at least for what i saw but that's just my opinion um i do hope that she you know adds more moves to her arsenal not that she doesn't have any but like you know as an up-and-coming star in aew being the chief brand officer you know people have their eyes on you so yeah i mean i hope that at least for my opinion, I hope that she improves it a bit more and maybe a bit more impact on the kick because from what I've seen, it didn't really look super devastating for me, at least from what I've seen. But yeah, that's that might just be me. So shall I give on my thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> okay, so the yeah, this match is just like a regular tag team match in dark. I'm just super happy to see these four women back on my screens. Um, there was no doubt that Brandy and Red Velvet would be the ones taking the win for sure. And can I just say how much Brandy's theme song actually really fits Red Velvet? True. 
True. Like they were even like stirring to the beat. I'm not even I'm not I'm not even joking, girl. They were literally stirring to the beat. <laughs> and it was just like they have just they have just such a fun dynamic. And I'm just really hoping that we get more of them as a team together, even though there's no tag division in AEW. Oh. But I feel like they're they didn't pair them up for no absolute reason. I wanna see like why they did this in the first place is it just because um ali is no longer with brandy which i'm gonna get to later or is it because they just wanted to but i highly doubt that um i yeah <laughs> i just really hope that they're going somewhere with this and i i disagree with you though i'm i, I like the shot of brandy um although it might look awkward to some i think that's I don't want to say that's the beauty in it, but it's kind of the beauty in it. Like it doesn't look, it it looks something different. Like that's my, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and anything different that's a serve in my opinion. Like most of the time at least. So actually that was a pretty solid match. We got Layla Hirsch and Elena Black back. And do you have more things to say or shall we just move on? Let's just move on because I'm, I'm really interested in talking about this next match. So this next batch we got over here, Kylan King going up against someone making her AEW debut, Lady Tapa. I did not expect her to be an AEW, honestly. Either. Like I was gagged to see her. I was like, wait, is that B? It is the Lady Tapa. Oh my god. Anyway. So I actually have a lot more to say. Now looking at the card, I have a lot more things to say when the dynamite segment. So and you said you're really interested about this match. So I'm gonna once again pass the torch over to you. What can you right. say? Well, the main reason why I was interested in talking about this match was because I did not see Lady Tapa going to AEW, at least maybe for like a one-time thing or something. I don't know. But like seeing her in AEW again, I mean on my TV again. Um, it was really interesting to see because, like, the last time I've seen her was probably when she had the match with Ember Moon on NXT, if you're familiar with that. but She had a match with Ember Moon? I didn't yeah. even know that. I know. That was the last time I've seen her. And I was, like, surprised because the first time I actually got to see her was on Impact. And I actually don't remember much from her run there, but I remember, like, her standing out because she was, you know... She's not super big or tall, but like, you know, she's relatively like in comparison to the other women in the division, um, she was relatively tall. And like right when I thought that the battle of the large women was over, we got Kylan King and Lady Tapa. Like I was surprised and I was like, Yes, bitch. Oh my god. I was like, hold on. Is Kylan King gonna win this match? I was like, girl, cause when she came out, the nameplate did not look pleasing at all it said zero it did not oh my god (laughs) she had a zero percent win rate like oh my god no comment but actually this match was really quick lady tapa in this match was a bit more of her character work than her Mm in-ring what i've seen but girl i did not know that kylan king had a pretty good frog splash like yes i I wanted to bring that up yeah like I don't remember a woman of her size like jumping from the top rope like that. And that was pretty amazing. That was athletic for a woman like her. That was an amazing frog splash. Like, you know what, girl? Sasha Banks, you better take notes, honey. Oh! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like... Dominic Aaliyah, Mysterio, take notes. Take notes. Aaliyah Mysterio. Aaliyah! <laughs> get, your, get your lips off that man. Take notes. But, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was an amazing frog splash. And she's finally won 12. You know what? 
it doesn't matter. She has a win under her belt. And I don't know. I hope that this means that they're going to build her up into a bit of a bigger star than what she is right now. Because this win couldn't have been given to her for no reason. You know, there has to be a storyline sooner or later. But yeah, that's all I have to say. This was an impressive showing. I just feel like I'm just number one, and I'm super happy for Kylan. I feel like she 100% deserved this as she has been with AEW at least. With she's been she's been an enhancement talent for AEW ever since February or March. Yeah. So I feel like she definitely deserved this out of like any other. And I feel like yeah, I feel like this is a step in the right direction for her. Lady Dapa, I can't really comment on what she did just because. I know I've seen better of it, so yeah. I don't want to really talk about that. And I just did not expect to see on AEW her run. Her, her run in Impact was iconic. Her I and not to mention she also got to face off Awesome Kong at one point there. So yeah. just wanted to put it out there. And I'm just super happy that Kylan King got the win and that frog splash. Perfect. Like I'm not even joking. That was perfect. I did not expect. But like, why can't they make Ireland King do more higher risk stuff? To be honest, mm-hmm. like, honestly. So actually, yeah, that's all I have to say about the first dark that we have. Do you have more things to say? None more. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the secondary show. Oh wait, the main show, <gasps> AEW Dynamite. <laughs> AEW Dynamite, where we actually got a couple of women's segments here and there and we're also going to talk about the full our full year predictions as well yeah so we got once again we saw red velvet yes going up against nyla rose and this was nyla rose's first match ever since she was like i am not gonna step into this ring well vicky guerrero said this we're not gonna step into this ring until shida accepted challenge and she did and can i just say even though it was like a quick um, two seconds or something. It was so pleasing to see Red Velvet's nameplate say two and nine. Can I just say that oh was so pleasing? I think deserve. like, like they showed it like bef- just before the match started. Like when she made her, she didn't make, she didn't have an entrance, but her theme song yeah. was was playing. So I was like, oh, are they not gonna show it? Are they not gonna show that she has two wins? And then when yeah, Nyla Rose came out, I'm like, oh no, they're not gonna show it. Then before she was attacking Nyla, you just see Red Velvet two and nine. I was like. Period. Deserve. Deserve. <laughs> I don't think there's really that much to talk about this match in the yeah. first place, honestly. As Red Velvet did get her um sparks of offenses, offenses, or sparks of offense here and there. And they def- and yeah, they just wanted to show Nyla as a big threat. And I really love the fact that after she did the beast bomb, she didn't she got Red Velvet back up before the three count and usually from what we've been seeing lately lately um they would just do another of their finishing um like per se what Nia Jax this this, did this week with Lana but she actually did the Tamashi like you know she bowed to Hikaru Shida first who was watching in the audience and she hit the Tamashi and that was honestly amazing like okay don't get me wrong Shida did it better but that was amazing like it was such a sight to see one, two, three, and Nyla Rose gets the win. What can you th- what can you say about this segment? I mean the segment, mm-hmm. this match. I mean, it would only make sense for uh, Nyla Rose to win this match, especially with um her title match this Saturday. <laughs> I did not see this coming at all. No, I'm kidding. I saw this coming like mm-hmm. 100%. Like she's number one. So like why wouldn't she? But you know what? Red Velvet losing. 
mm, I'm not super happy, but like I get to see her on my TV, so I have no twice. reason to complain. Twice this week, Queen is getting her coin. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. That was an interesting finish, you know, going for the Tamashi, and Sheeta was like shook, and rightfully so. But yeah, that's all I have to say for the match. It was a devastating showing from Nyla. Ray. But in my opinion, what happened after the match was way more interesting. Exactly. No shade. So here's what happened after the match for those who do not know. Um, so Vicky Guerrero was asking for a microphone. And can I just say, every time I hear Vicky Guerrero's voice, I'm like, yes, like, cool. Dolph Ziggler. That's, um, those are like the first cool. things I think of. Like, cool. And Dolph Ziggler. That was iconic. Like, okay. Um, okay. Look, fun fact. For the longest time, one of my first favorite wrestlers was actually Dolph Ziggler. Just wanted to put it out there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I love Vicky Guerrero. And seeing her on my screen is, just makes me happy. And a, bit of an, a, a little bit of nostalgia, to be frank. And, you know, she was actually just talking about... Uh, no, at first, she didn't even talk to Sheeta at first. The first person she targeted was Brandy Rhodes. Red was Red Velvet and Brandy Rhodes for some reason, and she basically said, "You come out here with the chief brand officer, and you lose." She just Period. she does her signature <laughs> laugh, and then she was like, "Brandy, I." She basically said, "Brandy, I have a new nickname for you, Chai CBSO, Chief Bullshit Officer." I was like, "I was I was, like, I was eating it up. I was eating it up." Mm -hmm. I was like, that is the she would she was not allowed to say bullshit in WWE. So like, yes, say all of the swears, <laughs> say all of the swears. That was amazing. But this is where this is where my problem starts. Brandy Rhodes is feeding with like what it seems like so much people right now, and it's so weird. Like, her feed with Anna J has yet to like have a proper conclusion. Um, technically, she's also feeding with Ali her bunny and i'm surprised that she hasn't even acknowledged it or something like hello true that person literally just said you guys were so easy to infiltrate and you were you're not directly affected by it but you were her tag team partner hello and now she's kind of having a thing with vicky guerrero so where does that leave brandy exactly it's, it's so she's a bit lost so yeah she's like in the middle yeah so, but actually, but Vicky Guerrero actually went to Sheeta and she basically said, bitch, you're going to lose on Sunday. Then she said, she actually says, I'm going to beat you in Japanese. I'm not completely sure, but that's what the commentator said. Mm. So she said that. And what, inter what happens after that was Sheeta and Rose have a little brawl. It was short lived though, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, I but wait. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so what can, you, what can you say about that segment, though? You know what? I'm just glad that they built it up somehow because we know AEW never builds anything. So, honestly, I'll just take it. And I'm not entirely sure on who's winning. I mean, we'll talk about our predictions later. But I don't know. I'm not super gagging over this match, mainly because we've seen it in the past. But... You know, they served, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. And yeah, that's all. I love Vicky. Vicky's one of the best yes. mic workers. The, one of, of my favorite time. managers, for sure. Yeah, so like, you know, there's no hesitation that she would do a great job. But yeah, that's all. 
Yeah, for sure. And honestly, this I feel like this did more for setting the tone for Brandy versus Vicky than it did for setting up the match in full gear. So oh that that's that that's my issue. Like there's just not a lot of build up to it. Y'all were literally like, Oh, here's your match. And I'm like, Oh, oh okay. Well, no comment. Yeah, no comment. But do you have more things to say, or shall we just go to our full gear predictions? Let's jump right in. Okay, so for full gear, actually, we got two women's matches, which I think is now a no. I think this is, a, I mean, this is our only second AEW um pay per view that, that we've been that we've watched besides that we've been recording ever since we started this podcast. What I mean, and. Mm-hmm. We got two women's matches for this week's full gear. I mean, for full gear. So the first match we have is actually in the buy-in or the pre-show where Serena Deeb is defending the NWA World Women's Champion, Women's World, World Women. The Women's Championship. I'll just say, I'll just say the NWA Women's Championship up against Allison K. Someone who we just talked about last week. Girl. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I know, but Wait, it was two weeks crazy. ago. Two weeks ago, last week was Shadza. Oh yeah. Okay, two weeks ago. So, um, what are your predictions? Who do you think is going to win for this one? It has to be Serena Deeb. Like, it wouldn't make sense for. I mean, in terms of like how recent Serena Deeb just like how won the title, but I feel like this would be great for Allison K as well to at least showcase her stuff in a more mainstream um, company. I mean, she's been on the main classic. You know, she's been on Impact as well, but seeing her on Outward Wrestling, that would be great for her career. So my prediction is Serena Deeb, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm just, I just find it a bit funny because there's like some sort of like beef going on with this match because um, I don't know if you know this, but last week when the Layla Hirsch and Serena Deeb match was announced, Alison K actually co-tweeted it. I'm like, how ironic as none of as, as neither of those women are signed to NWA. But Allison K just left the NWA just recently. And she now oh. has a match. So Thunder Rosa commented about it. I'm like, this did not age well. Well. Uh, well. We're getting it anyway. <laughs> I'm happy that to see I get to see Allison K once again. Thank so you. and yeah, more of the same. I feel like Serena Deeb's gonna win. I hope she wins. And I think it's about time when we see the Serena Deeb's the Serena Deeb, um, I don't know what they call it. The per picture in the middle. I think it's about time we see that. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a, it's one of the staples of the NWA Women's Championship. So I just want to see what they give Serena Deeb with that. So I guess unanimous for us, Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb for sure. But in the main card, we got as we said earlier, Nyla Rose going up against Sheeta. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go right ahead and I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I feel like she's gonna win just because there's no reason for her to lose a title right away, <laughs> like right now at least. Like she had a, she has had a lengthy run, but at the same time, how many storylines has she been involved in? Literally none. Probably. Like yeah, maybe like the Thunder Rosa one, but like ugh, that was the, that wasn't ne- technically a storyline, but it was something. Yeah. Something like I wouldn't even call this a storyline, honestly. Like it's more of like the number one contender going going up against the champ, the champion. So, yeah, I, I my odds are on Sheeta on this one. How about you? Um, personally, 
I think I'll have to go with Sheeta as well. But some part of me says that Nyla Rose still has a chance at winning, mainly because, at least for me, there hasn't been any direction for the Women's World Championship. So mm-hmm. you know, in terms of storyline, like who got built up before the match and, and you know, stuff like that, um, I'm not really sure. But I have... I have a feeling that Sheeta's gonna retain, but like if, if in the chance that Nyla does win the belt, like I won't be surprised, you know. But yeah, I guess I'll have to go with Sheeta. Yeah, really more of the same. I I just feel like Sheeta's gonna win. So, but so do you have any more things to say about this week's Dynamite though? None more. Where is Taekwondo versus Abaddon? Okay, that's all I have to say. But. Oh my God. But, 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 we're not going to talk about that more. Actually, we have a second AEW, AEW Dark, where we got one women's match, which is actually the opening match to this the Dark, where we got Big Swole going up against Tesha Price. Can, can I just say, the second that I saw Tesha Price, I'm like, I was so worried. D- was- no way. Why? <laughs> um, for wait, 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 wait. Unknown to me. Oh, What? Well, I saw the word Tesha and, um. and gag and interested at the same time. But yeah, we we didn't get who we were expecting. But anyway. <laughs> calm down. But the second I saw Tesha Price, I'm like, this bitch knows how to sell herself. Like she got her look on point. She got the gear on point. She got everything on point. Her hair, her everything. She looks like a diva. And I love it. So automatically, I love that. And sorry, by the way, my mic fell for a while, so you might have heard like a, or whatever. So okay. yes, so just about this match, it was actually really short. It was legit for four, four minutes and forty seconds. Like it, that, that's what it, that was a time stop in YouTube when it when it when it ended. So there's just not that much to say besides the fact that I didn't know. Besides the fact that number one, Big Swole. Use the clover leaf, the Texas clover leaf, and I'm a bit, and that's something new with new something. That's something new for her. And second of all, I was not aware that Big Swole is just number four in the rankings. Now. I know, like who beat her? Uh, I'm not like when I checked, either. I'm like when I checked, it was Penelope and Abaddon who's oh. two and three now. But I'm like, I don't even remember the last time Penelope had a match, nor did Abaddon. Yeah. So well, was it just because of the loss? Most likely. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, so what do you say about this long and short match? Uh, long, long, short, long, long short match? This short match. Uh, you know, typically AW dark match. Um, The purpose was to, like, rise. I mean, what do you call this? Raise, rather. Raise Big Swole's ranking. And, yeah, that was pretty much shit. There wasn't really much. We just got a submission finish. And I'm glad that she's using more moves in her move set and yeah that's pretty much it yeah there really wasn't that much to talk about besides the fact that tesha price is amazing like her selling she made big swole look so good honestly true i will agree so do you have any more comments for aw as a whole this week please build your storylines better because we do not know where the women's title picture is going thank you <laughs> we weren't even aware that you're having your PPP this week, so. I, I was so well, if without further ado, that is actually all of the things that we're gonna talk about. 
Oh my god, bro. We've been doing this for week 13. 13. Oh my god. Yeah. We actually have a couple of plans of like what to do else. Like we were like, oh, what if we do this idea? But you guys just have to stay and wait and what we do with that. Yeah, we'll we'll tell you when it when it's final. You know, so like, mm-hmm. just stay tuned. That's all we'll say. Yeah. We have a lot of in sword and we don't really have that. Nothing, we don't really have much to announce besides the fact if you want to guess, just hit us up or if you reach out, don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> but without further ado, if you want to see more women's wrestling content or just want to see me gag over Sasha Banks' first single style yeah. of defense on the main roster, you can follow me at JiggyPBP. And if you want pretty much similar um, Twitter content, um, just hit me up at Troy PBP. My DMs are open. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, that's kind of it for this week's episode, guys. And thank you so much if you've made it this far. This has been such a great journey. And hopefully, my requirements don't eat me up today. <laughs> I have a lot, girl. But yeah, thanks for listening.